As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to the Andy Staple Show presented by Sling. It is the most wonderful time of the year, Ari Wasserman. It is bowl season. <clears throat> if you're listening to this in podcast form, you're hearing it on Friday morning. There are bowls in mere hours. If you're watching live on the YouTube stream on Thursday as we record this, we're less than 24 hours away from bowl games, from football in the Bahamas, Ari. Hometown lenders. Bahama, yes. Bahamas Bowl. Yes. Uh, yeah, that that needs a new sponsorship. I think you you have well, any ideas? Well, I, I sure do, Ari. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be the ass bowl right there. It's going to be the ass Bahamas bowl. It is so funny because my dream vacation. I mean, I don't know if it's my dream vacation, but a, a place that I've been kind of begging my wife to just go with me for a week is or a weekend is the. Uh, Atlantis out there. Oh yeah, and that is the the hotel for the game because it's just a casino mm-hmm. on a small island with, with a water pools park. and a water park and a. Did I say there's a casino in it? You might have mentioned that. Can you gamble nice on sports there too? You you sure can, Ari. How do you drop a better vacation for oh, me, I, man? I've actually never been to Atlantis. I was docked at the dock of Atlantis about. Mm, well, in in August, so our cruise ship stopped there. I didn't. So go you in. saw the building from afar. It's beautiful. Uh, my wife has been to Atlantis. She went with one of her friends, and they were with some people. This was 2007. It was Championship Saturday, 2007. And so she calls me. She's like, "Who? Sh- the, the the people we're with want to know who to bet on." And I'm like, "Hammer Oklahoma against Missouri in the Big 12 championship game because I think Oklahoma was favored. It was only like a touchdown." And Oklahoma had crushed Missouri earlier in that season and was a terrible matchup for Missouri. So I'm like, hammer, 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 Oklahoma. And so they all thought I was a genius when really I'm usually wrong on these things. I'm surprised that you had the confidence to tell anybody to hammer anything with their actual hard-earned cash because you're usually reserved about that sort of thing. I was very confident in that particular game because that was the year that Missouri and Kansas were both really good. But having watched the first Missouri-Oklahoma game, like there was no circumstance that was going to allow Missouri to be competitive in that game. Next time you have that Andy Staples conviction on a game, will you let me know? 
I will. It doesn't happen very often. I know. It seems like it's been, what, 15 years? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're talking about Mizzou in the pay, in the Big 12 championship game in that story, so yes, a lot's changed. They're not in the Big 12 anymore. But like, i, I got to tell you one thing, Andy. I am very excited that the bowl season's coming back, is starting up because I'm currently in the phase right now where I'm uh, putting wagers on college basketball games where I can't name a single player on either team just to get me through the night. And on Wednesday night, I bet on Maryland against UCLA, who was a oh, two-point favorite. Don't tell me you bet on Maryland. And I watched the first five minutes of the game, and yeah. it looked like Maryland has never played basketball before. And I think it, they lost by fifty. Yes, uh, uh, Maryland. The, Maryland's not great in the first half. Like Tennessee jumped all over them the the game before, and then Maryland came back, and then. UCLA just destroyed Maryland the whole time. Well, you know more about Maryland basketball than I do, just based on of uh, only only because I my other job at SiriusXM, all of the producers went to Maryland, so they were they were very excited going to the UCLA game, very downtrodden coming out of it. Yeah, that's hilarious because it was just uh yeah the final score was eighty seven to sixty, which is not at all what the game was. Um, so just, I need some football back in my life because I can't keep placing well, blind you, wagers on games just because I want to watch something on TV. You are going to get it. Ari. Because 11, that's all bowl season is right. Yes. It's just a gambling opportunity. Well, it's, it's a, it's a gamble for sure because you know how bad we are at this. Normally we're going to be pathetic at this because we don't know what's, we don't know who's motivated in this first week. These are teams. We don't cover that much. We watch their games when, when we can, but we don't cover these teams that much. We don't have expert analysis for you here. Like, and I realize somebody, maybe the, the people who always complain that we have too many asides on this show. When I say that we don't have expert analysis for you here, they're like, well, what do you, you call yourselves college football experts and you can't break down the two deep for Miami, Ohio. <laughs> I know I that they've got more, game, more opt outs and roster spots. Um, yeah, I mean, there's certain if you're looking for intense uh, analysis of a Mac program, then I suggest finding that team's fan site because that's probably where Hustle Belt, baby, Hustle Belt on on SB Nation. That's yeah, where you go. So, but I do know that they have a ton of opt outs, and I know that UAB's running back Dwayne McBride is one of the best running backs in the country. Um, yeah, there you go. I also know that Blaine Gabbert's younger brother plays quarterback for Miami, but won't be playing in this game. He got hurt. Then he entered the transfer portal. Then he decided to come back to Miami of Ohio. And now he's not playing. Right. So, so that's, I mean, that's, I bet you we knew just those two sentences alone are probably more than what 95%. More than you knew. Yes. Exactly. So like, you know, if, if you didn't know that, then you know what? You're in the right place. But our, our, our what to watch for presented by a sling, by the way, is the Bahamas Bowl, Miami of Ohio against UAB, Ari. 11:30 a.m. Eastern time. On and I'm going to bet it. On oh, I'm going to bet it. Yeah. I've got my uh, wife's uh, holiday uh work party on Thursday night. And those get usually pretty rowdy. Yeah. So my plan is to go out and have a good time, you know, relax a little bit in the last night out for me before the early signing period begins mm-hmm. and then wake up tomorrow and lay in bed while watching these games. Cuz Friday is my unofficial day off. You're going to be hungover. And this game starts at 10.30 10.30, perfect. Time. <laughs> some, you know what amazing. time Domino's opens? 10.30. So let's ride. Oh, cheesy bread. <laughs> Somebody's going to put cheesy bread on your doorstep. You will open it and then return to bed and then watch UAB and Miami of Ohio. And, and the whole time you're watching, hopefully you will be dreaming of what 
we will be doing when we run this bowl next year. Because, yeah, the hometown lenders, I'm sure you're a fine sponsor. You're not as good as Popeye's, the original sponsor of this game. You never will be. We understand that we never will be. But we'll be a better sponsor than you. And we'll be a better sponsor than that one uh, giant office park outside O'Hare that sponsored it that one year. So, Ari, Hometown is, Lenders is just a mortgage company. Exactly. And I don't think it's my hometown. I think it's, it's definitely not some, the people in the Bahamas' hometown. Somebody else's hometown. Well, the only hometown I know about is Hometown Buffet. Do they still have those? <laughs> I don't think they exist anymore. <laughs> those were badass back in the does, day. That does seem like a type of place you would enjoy. Uh, yeah, I, I was a fan of, of all of those buffets. Uh, Ryan's, uh, Golden Corral, still around. But Hometown Buffet was Ponderosa. a step up from those. Old Country Buffet in my part of the world was the equivalent to Hometown Buffet. Old Country Buffet still exists in like those TA travel uh, or truck stops, don't they? Yeah, I feel like that's not the same thing. That's sort of like the Kenny Rogers Roasters being in Malaysia. Oh. Like it's not it's not quite the same. All I know is that Hometown Buffet was like 17 bucks, which was high quality. Oh, yeah. And I would I, I once left there so pulverized I couldn't drive my own car home. <laughs> <laughs> I got one better for you. When I was, uh, I don't remember exactly what the cutoff was for the Shoney's breakfast buffet, the age cutoff. I want to say it was like 12. And so my mom bought a child's buffet for me when I was 10. And they asked us to leave. They're like, that kid's not under 12. He can't possibly eat that much. I mean, even if you were eating a ton, like, is it really worth having you leave? Like, even if you had, like, 10 more plates more, like, it's it's scrambled eggs in a, under a heating lamp. Like, what what is it that you're doing to hurt the business? Well, normally, uh, today's Andy would say, I, would no, I will never frequent this establishment again. You'll never get another penny of my money. I'm not going to lie. I went to the Shoney's Breakfast Buffet a ton after that. Ton. What is the fattest thing you've ever done? Like, the thing that you would be, uh, that you would be, like, a... F- ashamed to admit because i have a really fat moment i'll tell you i've never been ashamed of any of this uh well there's so, something i did that i'm ashamed of you you start and then i will blow them away with with several different well things. mine's not quantity okay all the time it. you know i'm not a i'm not Is like you i'm not a garbage yeah <laughs> you time, are a raccoon you yeah, really are not like public garbage but i had a roommate okay. and he had raising canes and he only ate like two chicken fingers out of the four yeah. And the entire pizza toast was there and it was on the top of our it was in the garbage in our house, but it was on the top and I was mm-hmm. starving and we had no mm-hmm. food and it was like yep. 11 o'clock and I opened up his canes and ate all of it. Ari, I probably did that Tuesday. Like I have no shame. I mean, that's embarrassing. In, I ate it out of the, the trash. Box? Like the tenders were still in their yeah. box. There's nothing embarrassing about that. That's it was just game. like, you know, who eats out of the garbage can? Me. Um. And I also once got Taco Bell um, back in like 10 years ago as an appetizer with my buddy on the way to pick up Pizza Hut. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like something Teenage Andy would have done. Yeah. So, All right. So let's hear your like. The, all right. So Brandon w- Simmons in the chat is asking back in the day, how much Popeyes could you eat, Andy? I used to eat a six piece family meal for me in college, large red beans and rice and large mashed potatoes. Uh, I will say two years ago. Uh, so yes, two years ago. So I was covering the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans. And the Popeyes on Canal Street is a special place for me uh, when I was a, a college freshman and was on a team that played in the Sugar Bowl. 
I was not aware that we got per diem for the entire week. And so they hand me an envelope full of cash and they're like, yeah, this is for meals. And it was a lot of, a lot of money to me at the time. It was like 300 bucks. And so naturally a lot of the players knowing, you know, who've done this before, knowing they're going to provide us every meal anyway, they go to Ruth's Chris with it the first night. I'm like, I got to save some of this. I'm going to, I'm going to buy books when I get home for the second semester. So I ate every meal that we didn't have provided for us at the Popeyes on Canal Street. So I wanted to kind of just some memories and and celebrate. And so two years ago, I got an eight piece for myself with red beans and rice. And I think I did the fries instead of the mashed potatoes, but I ate it all. Uh, so you asked for fat moments. Are you ready? And it's not always about quantity. It's also could be about despicable things that you've done. Like my buddy ate mm-hmm. a cupcake. Like So yep. my buddy, for instance, this is his fattest moment. I won't tell you his uh-huh. name because he's embarrassed by it. But yep. his defense mechanism for not overeating is by throwing something away mm-hmm. so that he can't. It's not in his house anymore. And right. he took a cupcake and threw it into the public dumpster behind his apartment complex. <laughs> okay, if he went and then back a few hours later, one. he went back into the dumpster, got the cupcake and ate it. That's just stupid. That's just <laughs> that's just poor planning. But that isn't part. quantity. Like you could no, say I had gross. 19 uh number ones at Burger King in one sitting. Like that's fine, but like deplorable fat moments don't always have to be about quantity. It could also just be deplorable. But for me it is about quantity. Yeah. I, I've I've already said anything that's on the top of the trash is fair game. Anything that's in the box in the trash is absolutely fair game. I just don't know what kind of psychopath throws away chicken fingers. Exactly. Exactly. Now, have you ever eaten a a pickle off of a room service tray that somebody left out after they were done? I have not. And that's also like the least desirable thing on the plate. Gosh, if you're if you've had a few drinks and you're coming back to your hotel room and somebody puts their their room service leftovers out there. At what what point does it touch dill pickle? That's what fair game. Have you ever eaten anything game. else off of someone else's room service tray? Yes. Like an untouched chicken finger or, or some fries. Absolutely. <laughs> I've never done that, but I also they have never it out there, but I've also never, I don't think I've ever seen such a bountiful haul oh, of untouched food. People don't eat when they order room service. Cause a lot of times they are, they've been working all day and they're tired. So they just fall asleep and they don't or they're ready to eat, ready to go to bed. So they they realize they've overordered and they just leave it out there or they're drunk and didn't really eat much and realize that they ordered too much and they just leave it out there. So it's fine, but I'll give you a couple. So in high school, when my mom would come home from work, she sometimes she stopped by Long John Silver's and she'd say, do you want your usual? My usual was 10 chicken planks and what they called fries for food. Dude, and those are heavy. Dude, like yeah. those chicken planks at Long John Silver's, it's been a long time since I've eaten there, but I know that the batter that they put those in, it's not lightly breaded. It's, those are heavy. It's the fish batter. Yeah. It's no, it's batter, essentially. But, it's delicious. I think one plank of chicken, though, is probably the equivalent of two normal fingers. Yeah, so I would eat 10 of those and what they called fries for four, which was basically four medium fries, all in one. Batter. And that was your Mountain Dew days, too, right? That was my Mountain Dew days. Oh, and I'd, by the way, that would be, you know, she'd get home from work about five. I'd eat that and then probably eat again at like eight o'clock that night. So like yeah, my, that- my, I, my son was trying to ask me like, because my son, it was interesting. Today, 
comes home from school and says, I want to I want a salad. Can you make me a salad? I'm like, heck yeah, absolutely. That's a great choice. So I made him a, a salad with some chicken and some cut up apples and it was delicious. And he's like, and he's never been a salad person. He's like, why have I not been eating this? I'm like, I don't know. We eat a lot of salads in this house and they're available. And so now he's like, he's like, oh, I definitely want to do this. I'm like, dude, you are in, in, you're doing great. You're making much better choices than I did as a kid. And he's like, he's like, well, how bad was it really? I was like, I'll give you an example. After school, when I had my driver's license, I would go to the Wendy's and they had 99 cent quarter pound double stacks at Wendy's in the, in the mid nineties. I remember those. Yeah. Four of those large fry, large frosty. That was after school at like two 30 on the way home before you had dinner and I would eat dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the thing that's interesting about the, and then we'll I talk got about one, football. I, I got oh, one you got more. one more. Got okay. One go more. ahead. All right. I'm sorry. So, you're making me feel better about my Canes incident. Yeah. I don't even think you could do this anymore because of the price of chicken wings. But in Gainesville, there, there's a place called Gators Dockside, and they used to have an all-you-can-eat wing night on Monday nights. So it was, I believe, $7.95 for all-you-can-eat wings. This was the early 2000s. My wife was in grad school at the time. We went with a bunch of her classmates. And one of the guys who was one of her classmates uh, was an ex-bartender, ex, uh, ex-paramedic. Like, you just... You know, one of those big old dudes, he's not fat, just big old dude, like to eat. He and I got into a little wing eating competition. We each ate about 75 wings. Then we walked across the street to Coldstone. I got a large, the, the gotta have it size, in a waffle bowl with a brownie on top of it mixed in. Ate all that and then went to the, the gym and ran five miles on the treadmill. Yeah, I mean, if I did that, I would be dead for the night. <laughs> that was it was amazing it was yeah. it was delicious too. it's not so so much the that what's impressive isn't so much the amount of food that you can eat it's the activities that you do after the food has been consumed but that's why i do it but like usually people who eat that much food are in a coma afterward it's called a carb coma or a food coma for a reason yeah. like when i eat that stuff i'm like i can't I can't even get up to to like tie my shoes at that. That's point. the thing you got to keep moving because I, I, I fall asleep after Thanksgiving dinner just like everybody else. Like after you ate that Chompy's meal and covered, a, I'll never forget that you went and covered a game. Like I don't even oh, know how how you were able so to do good. that. Cor- corn beef sliders on Hala. Six uh, corn beef sliders that it must have been a pound of corn beef. Didn't I also have a corn beef and, and then you had a sandwich? Corn beef and pastrami mile high sandwich on top of it and ate both portions of fries on both plates. Oh, and I then ate, I think you had a cookie. I ate too. Landis's fries too. You ate Landis's fries too, and then you had a cookie, I think. Yeah. It must have been four pounds of actual food. It was amazing. Um, it was so good. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at Fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. The thing that's interesting about your... Uh, long John Silver's days, Andy, is yep. if you actually were to think, like, what is the most unhealthy thing a human being could put in their body? That's pretty much it. That's it, right? Like, there's nothing yeah. worse on the face of the earth than that. 
in terms of the oil, the breading, the batter, the fries, all that stuff. Like it's the worst possible meal a person can have. And I don't do this anymore. And I don't recommend anybody does this, by the way. It's yeah. just it, like I make much better choices. Now. You're a motivational I, speaker now. Yeah, you've seen you've seen the pictures on Instagram. Like I make better choices now. I like the way I look now. I do not want to go back to the way I used to look. I'm not going to do it. That said, I do work out a lot still. I can still put it away <laughs> when I need to. But it's not not nearly at the volume I used to. All right, we, we do have to talk about this game. But before we decide who's going to win UAB versus Miami, UAB is a 10.5-point favorite, by the way. I'm feeling pretty good about the Blazers there. But, all right, this is going to be the ass bowl next year. We are going to raise the money to sponsor this game, and it will be our game. We have to figure out how much it is. How much is it? Like, I have no concept of how much it costs. It's in the hundred. It's in the hundred thousands. I I don't know if this one for a year would be a million. Might be. If it's in the hundreds of thousands, we could start a GoFundMe. Maybe. Yeah. All of our listeners chip in like 10 10 bucks. 10 bucks. Was that what that be? Yeah. I mean, we could get we could get pretty close to it. Well, I'm, um, I'm Googling how much does it cost to sponsor a bowl game. I, I realize I could probably text someone at ESPN who actually is involved. Well, in the funniest things. thing about it is, is that like it's not any more or less pathetic than uh, rich boosters stumping regular fans to donate to the collectives, right? Exactly. All right. The lowest cost you can expect to pay is about 500 grand. Okay. So we got to come up with half a million dollars to buy the, the, the rights to this game. But Ari, think about this. We, we don't just get the rights to this game. We, we get the rights to force two schools to book a block of rooms in Atlantic. We get we get ESPN advertising our podcast constantly for days and days and days. And then a full three and a half hour broadcast, which, by the way, usually they send their A crew or, or parts of A crews. You know, Desmond usually comes because they want to go to, to yeah. the Bahamas. Now, unfortunately for them, they're not coming this time. Because we're going to be the booth. You and I will be the booth for this game. Could you imagine like, if we just like called this game and uh, you know, I, I had my Hawaiian shirt buttoned down to the middle button because oh, when, there, I'm, there when I'm near be the beach, hair. there will be chest hair. The hamburger meat flows out. The tarp comes <laughs> off. Um, I, yeah. ooh, the, fir- is the first ever tarp off booth. <laughs> yeah. You can see my gold star of David. Everything f- will fit in right. No. You know, uh, Ma- Max and Nicole will be working each sideline. They must be clothed. <laughs> <laughs> I think you and I, ru- they have rules in the box. And then we also would do like, like what game was it? It was the A&M, um, A&M was playing somebody. Oh, South Carolina, the, the carnival food booth. Yes. Except we'll absolutely. be doing it with beers and Bahama fair. Exactly. Exactly. Like I, we're going to have to, we'll, we'll start a drinking game based on it. I mean, $500,000 is a lot of money. Uh, but have you ever also- had, have we ever had a, uh, an announced crew take part in a drinking game during the game? I, I feel like, this is a, a bridge we need to cross. Do you think like if we did come up with something like crazy where we didn't call the game professionally and we just like talked the way that you and I talk and we created a game of like every single time a player does this, you take a shot and like everybody was watching along with us that, that would catch on and be like a normal way people would want to watch football? I think there's a certain subset of the population that would like that. It is not a large one. It'd be a but, but it would be but better everybody than everybody who listens to this show. So let's do it. Would it just be like kind of the Manning cast where um. Yeah, but they do it like in a fun way. We would do it in our way, and like Vaughn just said in the, in the chat, I can just be like, 
talking about the gambling implications the whole time. Kind of like, well, if you're a gambler here, you might want them to take I, I like a three to get the I, game back onto schedule or whatever. Like, they're pretty sure this is how our guy Big Cat called the basketball games when when Barstool had that basketball imitation. Oh, okay, so a month well, ago. he's exactly the type of person that would do it the right way. So, and I'm assuming I'm assuming they're going to call the Arizona Bowl too because that's okay. their. Okay, well, I'm going to make sure I watch that just to get notes and figure if we can, you know, get up enough in this GoFundMe to. Yeah, to we got We got to do this. So. There's all your expert analysis of the Bahamas Bowl. UAB is going to win. UAB is going to cover. There you go. Well, Miami doesn't have anybody even really playing. Like they, I think they have like ten or ten or eleven. Oh, wait. Also, they're in the Bahamas. Now, here, this is the problem, though, Ari. This is where we run into, run into trouble because while UAB feels like the more complete group, they want to send Bryant Vincent out on a win before Trent Dilfer comes in and takes over. They're in the Bahamas. What if what if what if some people get into it at the at the shellfish bar the night before the game? You never know. So you're that's, saying so that's my why personal this opinion is such a gamble. I'll take the points because in the presence of likely grab ass, uh-huh. having some insurance never killed anyone. Can we call this the ass grab ass the Bahamas ass, bowl? The, the grab no, it's the grab dash a period s period. Oh ass, the grab period, ass Bahamas bowl. Bahama bowl. <laughs> the grab ass Bahamas bowl. It's my it's my actual goal in life to change the name of this podcast one day to grab ass. I think we can make that happen. <laughs> so the other thing is we need to move the kickoff time. Eleven thirty Eastern is great. I want eight a.m. Eastern. And may other than the players and coaches, nobody went to bed the night before. Yeah. Like, that's the rule. Man, that would be something. You're just coming off a heater. Yeah. And I we're would, going I'm into actually the booth. late to calling the game because they couldn't get me away from the craps table. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm sitting there with the breakfast buffet. Just Yeah. Never leave bacon. the table on a heater. <laughs> this is incredible. JVN to- uh, Toviano just committed to LSU, as expected. Thank you, Catherine B. I almost called you today, Andy, to push this podcast back to the afternoon to go to that announcement ceremony because it was in Arlington. But um, I had to finish another story, which is why I was late to see you. And, you know, but inside baseball. Well, I am I am very glad that you did this correctly and came on this show, because first of all, we're probably changing the name of the show to grab ass. Yes, this will definitely be the grab ass Bahamas Bowl next year once we raise half a million dollars to buy the sponsorship. Yeah, we got to figure out a way to do it, though, like to actually do it. Let's put it into action. We said this last year. Nothing happened. Now we got to put it into action. That's right. That's right. It's time to think. Entrepreneurially, that's not even. a So word, here's my pitch. We can okay. start a GoFundMe mm-hmm. for the grab ass bowl. OK, and if we don't get to our goal. We just throw a giant party. We either throw a giant party with all that money for all the listeners mm-hmm. or donate like it, it to a charity of a that they decide to donate it to. I like that even better. That's perfect. That's amazing. Also, so that way, that way we can't, you know, we can't feel bad about stumping for money because we're actually going to do it for a good cause either way. Yeah. Also, we need to we need to do our charity drive this year. We haven't really got a chance to, to plan or talk about it. You know, the, it's going to be hard to beat the chicken nugget thing when I really thought. I was sure I could eat 100 chicken nuggets during the podcast, and boy, was I wrong. Uh, but we do need to figure that out, what we might want to do. So if, you know, out there in listener land, 
Let us know because we can we can do this in the next couple of weeks. I think we said we, we raised a bunch of money for the for the hunger. Well, feeding Amer- feeding America last year was was fantastic. We did St. Jude the year before. Uh, well, I, I did St. Jude, and the year before it was it was go to the charity of your choice. And and that's the other thing is you guys let me know is it, did you like the pick the charity of your choice and then you tell us and we'll we'll broadcast it or did you like picking one and then and then trying to get a larger amount of money to I that also charity. like the the Andy eating challenge of five dollars for every nugget or something like that like like that was kind of cool because it makes you uh overeat but it's also your element but also there's people gambling on how much you can actually eat based on the total yeah. number of the thing that is like how many Doritos Los Tacos can Andy eat in one sitting I'll give you 10 bucks for every taco he eats yeah and we could we could do something like where I run a mile and you you pledge no, I want mile, I want to that's I, not nearly as fun to watch like that's, no I want to get you off course of your fitness journey I don't want to okay <laughs> all right all right we'll, we'll figure out <laughs> how we'll many long a, John Silver's planks can you put down now pal I don't even we have a long John Silver we'll not find 10. one it's not 10, so it's not that anymore. Let's find something that's a little smaller that the number might be more impressive. Yeah, or you could just go $50 a, a plank. That's true. That's true. We'll, but we'll figure that out. We got more bowl games to talk about. As always, these lines are presented by BetMGM. And this is one that this early in bowl season, we don't usually have one to get excited about. This, this is first night right out of the gate. UTSA versus Troy in the Cure Bowl in Orlando is a is a banger, Ari. Yeah, you got two two ranked teams, um, and I'm very excited to see the future of Jeff Trailer or mm-hmm. Jeff Trailer's future. You know, I think he's done a tremendous job with that program, and they've been a tough out ever since he took over. And I'm excited to see uh, them his, play and and, and what is, happens for him. Well, and and now Jeff Trailer playing with a heavy heart. His I believe his father just passed away, but but he's going to coach anyway. Uh, this is a game of, of featuring two coaches that, if you are a fan of a, a like a Power Five type school and you're thinking your your team might change coaches at some point, you need to know Jeff Trailer and you need to know John Sumrall. John Sumrall did a fabulous job in year one at Troy, and their defense is nasty. So I cannot wait to see this game. Because UTSA's I, offense has been really fun to watch all year too, don't they? They run it up a little bit. So, oh, and Frank Harris coming back for for year seven thousand, like he's basically a doctor now. <laughs> he has a doctor, uh, a doctorate in in putting up points from UTSA. Uh, I, I'm excited to watch this game, and like we're going to be making fun of a lot of these games, but I think this one is a non make fun of game. Oh, this is this one's awesome. I'm I'm really excited about this game just in, in terms of the pure football of it. And so uh, UTSA is a, a one-and-a-half-point dog. I like Troy to cover in this game. Yeah? You're the uh, immovable object over the unstoppable I, force? I, I think Troy's going to be real tough to score. And I think Troy was challenged very thoroughly in the Sun Belt this year. And to win that league was not easy. Yeah. And Troy has four guys missing this game, and UTSA has seven. So... That that's also something that you can, yep. you know, toss into it. Now we go to perhaps the most awkward bowl game <laughs> in the history of bowls. Yes. Cincinnati against Louisville from Boston in the Fenway Bowl. So in case you're keeping score at home, Cincinnati was coached by Luke Fickle. He took the Wisconsin job. 
Scott Satterfield then went from Louisville, which was going to run him off at some point so they could hire Jeff Brom, to Cincinnati. Louisville then hired Jeff Brom, which they were probably going to do anyway. Everybody got that? We, we, we all under Will you say here? it again backwards? No. <laughs> it's an no. anagram. It works both ways if you say it backwards. Exactly. Scott Satterfield is Cincinnati's <laughs> coach. He will not be coaching this game. Kerry Coombs will be coaching the Bearcats in this game. Louisville, you know, working off the, the staff. I would assume some guys that are going to be at, at Cincinnati. Did you know that Wasabi is a cloud storage company? Because I just thought like Wasabi, the spicy right. stuff you get with sushi was sponsoring the game. I, didn't know I did too. I, I did too. I thought it was like, like a green lump of spicy stuff. Yeah, it's like because the logo is also a green lump. Yeah. Which also is awkward. So yeah, man, they should just call this the Wasabi Awkward Bowl. Um, I'm excited to watch it too, you know? Um, oh, let's be honest. I'm excited to watch all of them. But uh, it is is there been a, a time in the past where a coach has left a team for another team and, and been the coach of the other team in the bowl game? Not that he's coaching the game, but like has left the team for the bowl opponent. I don't think so. And, and so I believe there's only three full-time assistants left at Louisville at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Josh step, Mark Ivy and Greg Gasparato is all, all, all is left. Yeah. Cincinnati beating and beating, uh, the team how's, Louisville, how's Louisville favored in this game? Honest question. Uh, like Malik Cunningham's, he's already declared he's gone. He's not coming back. Are we sure about this? Aren't there like eight guys from Cincinnati that entered the portal, though? Yeah, uh, that's true. But Louisville's got the same problem of opt-outs, going pro, portal. You know, it, it's kind of all, a little mismatch. But also, here. yeah, yeah, both quarterbacks are are not playing, too. Like Cincinnati's quarterback is out. So yeah, Ben Bryant's not playing, which yeah. I mean, Molly Cunningham is neither, but Louisville's had to play a few games this year without him. Right. So maybe that's part of it. I guess, I guess I, I don't know. I, so if you're going to get some points anyway, take the Bearcats. They're, they're yeah. a one and a half point dog. Take the Bearcats. I do think it would be hilarious if the program that hired away the coach that was going to get fired or run off eventually beat the team that was going to run them off. Yeah. Without the coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy. Unbelievable. Harry Combs is like a uh, Cincinnati legend, an Ohio legend Absolutely. too. So like, I think that like not so long ago, and I don't know what his career arc is going to be now that um, he was a defensive coordinator on Ohio state when they lost to Alabama by a hundred in the national title game a few years ago. Um, But then returned to Cincinnati afterward and was a high school coaching legend in Cincinnati. Like he wanted to be a head coach for a while. And I don't know, if that's in the plans for him anymore, because he's getting up there in age, but it'll be a nice opportunity well, for he's, him to. He, he's being retained by Scott Satterfield, so you yeah, know, he, he gets to stay there. Uh, by the way, that that particular game you mentioned, the the Alabama Ohio State national title game, that was the, the tough Borland on Devonte Smith play was in that game. Yes, my one of my favorite tweets of all time. I wish I knew who said it so I could give proper credit. They don't call him fast Borland. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. And, and everybody gave Kerry Combs crap for that. And, you know, maybe it was his fault, but like they, they switched up and there was some confusion. And the design of the play wasn't meant for tough Borland to cover Devontae Smith. But when it happened, the result was exactly what you would expect it to be. We'll be right back after these words. Let's move to the first Power Five on Power Five game of this bowl season. And the last one we'll be talking about today. Uh, 
Florida, Oregon State in the Las Vegas Bowl. What is left of Florida versus most of Oregon State in this game, which is why Oregon State is a double-digit favorite. Yeah, what's going on with Florida? Uh, this is the roster flip that maybe should have happened last year that is happening now. Yeah, Anthony Richardson. I saw. Oh, by the way, can I can I say something? Because I feel a little you, bit vindicated. By all I means. lost the Heisman vote because I bet on your show on Anthony Richardson to win the Heisman. But yeah. I saw, and I, I don't know if I'm giving away premium information here, but I saw Todd McShay's latest mock draft. Mm-hmm. Have you been paying attention? Well, I mean, you're prospect of pros. Oh. You got to be paying attention. He had. I know exactly Richardson, where Todd had Anthony. Yeah, number eleven. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I can tell you right now, that's not going to happen. It could, right? I mean, he, if somebody's he gonna just go completely to the, in love, is he going to go to the combine and just wreck the numbers there? Oh, he will. He will test off the charts. Yeah, when he tests off the charts, that could happen. I'm somebody's going to fall in love, but I, I look. I think the extent of falling in love is like bottom of the first round. No, I know, but first round draft picks or draft pick out of what he has potential wise. I know. I think is the beauty and the fault of the NFL in general. It's, like it's, it's like, a huge. Yeah, I because if we're going to bet long term on the career arc. Without a single product, you know, really productive college season, you're not real confident that he's going to wind up being a productive NFL quarterback. And if you take him at 11, that means that you are married to having him start you for at least yeah, a year, or year and a half. Like you're that's probably like starting a, him year one. So I'm writing a story, or I wrote a story before we started this, which caused me to be 10 minutes late. Again, I apologize. Um, right. About a three-star prospect named Mac Howard, who's from Mississippi and going to Utah, and I thought it was interesting because you don't really see a lot of quarterback from Mississippi to Utah transactions. And I was was talking to him about, um, you know, what made Utah uh, work for him. And and then he, he gave me in touch with uh, his quarterback, his personal quarterback coach who uh, runs an organization called QB country, which you may have heard of. Oh, absolutely. His name was David Morris. Yep. I know David. He was a backup for Eli Manning at Ole Miss, but has coached uh, like 13 NFL quarterbacks and, Coaches at Arch, and you know he he knows a lot about quarterbacks. And basically, what he said to me was, um, "There are times where you'll watch a football game and you'll say, wow, that quarterback is the best player on the field right now.' But then you'll mm-hmm. wa- you'll also say in the same breath, but the quarterback on the other team is the best quarterback on the field, right? Like right. there's like freakish uh, tendencies and ath- athleticism that a person can illustrate that." makes you confident that they can form into something like a Cam Newton, right? Just based right. on what they can do with the combine. And I think that is almost replacing what we have at our disposal, which is just the film, right? So like if you watch right. Anthony Richardson film, that doesn't really match up with what you would expect to see out of a person that's taken with the number 11 overall pick in the NFL draft. But we are so obsessed with measurables that we just forget that there's such thing as a good quarterback that – that doesn't have well, those measurables. Exactly. It's 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 the same reason CJ Stroud might get taken ahead of Bryce Young. And and now measurables will have a, a lot to do with that because of the size factor. But I would say that would be the opposite. Like you would take CJ Stroud over Bryce Young because of CJ Stroud's arm and tape. Which one's Bryce better? Young, which one's better at football? Bryce Young, without question. That's who you should take first then. So, but like, why would you take C? Like, why, if you're an NFL GM, would you take CJ Stroud because of the game film or because of his? He's, he's bigger. Because That's of why a, they will take yeah. him because he's bigger. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> would, but who would have a more impressive combine? Because uh, CJ Stroud well, isn't overly athletic. CJ Stroud's going to make some beautiful throws in the, at the on the pro day. He will. Beautiful but I think that like Bryce Young's going to do better in the cone drill and the forty yard dash and some of the things that get you. Ex- I mean, all the stuff that we already know. 
Like, if you've ever, like, walked next to C.J. Stroud, he doesn't ooze with athleticism. He just has a great arm. And I think part of the reason why he struggled in some of these big games is because he is just a quarterback who's reliant on on uh, the people around him. And he's, I mean, probably got the best arm of any quarterback who's ever played in Ohio State history. The throws he makes are insane. Yeah. And I think he's worthy of a top 10 pick. But, like, I would take Bryce Young just based on watching the tape. You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't, like, if I were an NFL GM, I would be like, make your decisions off of the tape, not off of the, the combine. Unless the combine numbers are alarming. And I don't know how we got into this conversation, but like there is a difference between potential based on measurables and what they're actually good at. You know, and like Tom Brady, is he a freak? No, absolutely not. Josh Allen is, though. Lamar Jackson is. Yeah, Josh Allen. Patrick is. Mahomes is. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe that's different now. Maybe the NFL yeah. is changing where you have to be a freak to be a great quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. And and that's that's the thing. So like Mac Jones isn't. No, he's not. And we don't know if he's a good quarterback yet because he has a defensive coordinator and a special teams coordinator calling all his plays. <laughs> he might actually get a real offensive coordinator. How did that happen? How did that even happen? Just uh, because they needed to find a spot for him? I th- I don't know who it was, whether it was a PFT commenter or or Big Cat who said on Pardon My Take that, that Bill Belichick is just turning up the difficulty level on his Madden game. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> But he had a, he has a pretty I good know one. I'm going to do this without a real offensive coordinator and just see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, but Matt Patricia is like a longtime Patriot assistant, right? So like he probably loved him so much that they just put him onto the. He's a rocket scientist. Sorry, Joe he's Burrow isn't. Is Joe Burrow a freakish athlete? I think you could make the case. Joe that Burrow he's is a very to, good athlete. Yeah, I don't think that he's he's not in the Tom Brady family of just awesome. No, not, no, no. He's really good. Out, yeah. You watched him escape some some plays that most people wouldn't escape. So but. uh you know, th- this is but Justin Fields can- is Flo- freak. Yeah. Who's the Florida's best quarterback in the NFL? That's not a freak besides Tom Brady. Who's the- Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> no, I, I no. I mean, Matt Stafford was was a pretty great athlete with a huge arm. Now he's hurt now. Jared Goff, maybe he's having yeah. a good year with the Lions. Daniel Jones is an athletic freak. Yeah, he and is. he's not having a particularly great year. Jalen Hurts is a freak. Is Russell Wilson an athletic freak? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kirk I mean, Cousins? Wilson, uh, no, Kirk Cousins is a good athlete, but probably not a complete freak. Now, he is shredded, like six-pack for days. But I don't know that he's, you know, you wouldn't put him next to Josh Allen or Lamar and think he's going to win any any races or anything like that or, or jumping contests. Yeah. Okay. Sorry for hijacking your podcast. No, no, no. It's fine. Hijack away. <laughs> More people will watch the, the NFL draft than will watch the Las Vegas Bowl. So I think Florida's only chance in this game is if if they get the the Ben Gulbrinson who doesn't throw very well now. They that happened against Oregon and they still won anyway. But Florida's gonna need to create some turnovers in this game. Uh, the the one kind Jack of Miller's gonna, starting for Florida, right? right? right. I'm Florida, excited to Ohio watch State that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So now the one thing, one, Jack Miller could be really good. He was a blue chip recruit. We have no idea. He's he, he's barely played, he barely played at Ohio State. He has not played at Florida because he got hurt in camp. But the 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 best player on the field in this situation is going to be Trevor Etienne. So perhaps that helps. But remember, Osiris Torrance also not blocking for Trevor Etienne in this game. So does 10 uh, seem like a lot to you? Not in this game. 10 seems like too little. Uh, Omar Spate, Omar Spates and company at the the Beavers defense uh, could feast depending on how this goes. But it's also a situation where like Jervon Dexter's playing in this game for Florida. 
German Exer is a top 100. Yeah, what are the these top draft? 100 players uh, yeah. that are not playing yet for Florida who are going to play for the first time going to match up with Oregon State? Yeah. That's what's well, always so I, hard about this uh, because like yeah. bowl games in general are just turning into uh, showcases for the future. Well, but Dex- Dexter's not one of these guys. Dexter is a top 100 pick in the in 2023 NFL draft. Yes. Who probably would have been better in college if he'd had anything around him. But also, guess who's first on the depth chart? In this game, and hasn't been most of the season. Four hundred forty pound Des Watson. Yeah, knows my uh, number one Heisman uh, pick for next year when I don't gamble on it. That's exactly right. That's um, exactly. Right. I think that it's also our uh, duty to explain to everybody what each uh, sponsor does. So SRS sure. Distribution is the largest network of independent distributor brands in the United States. Yeah, who's gonna for roofing buy, like, and building supplies? Like, does that make you want to buy that? Like, I don't. It seems like to me that this would be something that a business would buy and not right. a consumer. Are they thinking that there's a bunch of roofers out here watching this game and be like, "Well, that'll help my company. I need to switch to them." That's what I always wondered. Like when they had the uh, the Lockheed Armed Forces Bowl, or or no, the Bell Helicopter Armed Forces Bowl. That was it. There, there are two major helicopter makers, Bell and Sikorsky. And like, did Which Bell I didn't know helicopters right now. sponsoring the Armed Forces Bowl cause more orders for Bell helicopters than Sikorsky? And someone pointed out to me, it's them as a military contractor doing a solid for the military. That's what that yes, is. Yes, got it. Okay. I'm like, I'm trying to think like Cheez-It Bowl is perfect because you could be watching the Cheez-It Bowl and watch the cooler full of Cheez-Its getting poured on the coach and be like, God, that's, I wish I could have some of those right now. And it might inspire you to buy them yes. next time you're at the store. But it's always these weird, like wasabi. I don't know. Am I going to go? I might go buy some sushi now. But you're not going to, to buy to wasabi. your cloud storage partner. Do actual consumers actually care about cloud storage? I sure don't. Is it just like a business thing where if you have a bunch to back up, I don't know enough about it. But I yes, I think that's probably right. All right, well, we, we all know the sponsor of this bowl. So we got Washington State versus Fresno State in the L.A. Bowl, which is the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl presented by Stiffle. I don't know what Stiffle is, but I know who Jimmy Kimmel is. Which is the sponsor, Stiffle or Jimmy Kimmel? Yes. Stifle. It's a diversified global wealth management and investing banking company focused on building relationships that help individuals' okay, so families. They're, they're, they're wealth management. I I get what they do. Like, I understand. I understand what you're doing there. Um, and that is a consumer service. Yeah. Manage your financial future. Yeah. And then we know who Jimmy Kimmel is. Now, this is my question though. We're getting Jake Hayner or Cam Ward on the Jimmy Kimmel show. We're going to need to see Jake Hayner on, on Jimmy Kimmel. This might be one of the better quarterback matchup polls that there is, right? Yep. Based on who's actually playing. That's not in the, in the playoff anyway. Yeah, no, I, I like this game. I think it's going to be fun. This is one of those potential to melt your face kind of games. Uh, Washington State is a three-and-a-half-point dog. What's I'm, the total? I'm not, uh, That's got to be in the 60s, I bet. I will check. Uh, I, I am not betting against Jake Hayner, though, in his what what appears to be his final college game. I actually think he is out of eligibility. Pretty sure. Yeah. Maybe I'm uh, wrong. <laughs> the over-under is 54-and-a-half. I think I like the over here. Oh, yeah. Oh, take the over, hundred percent. This might be quintuple overtime too. I'm I'm ready for this. So yeah, right. I think that I think Fresno State's to play here because 
there are uh, seven players not playing for Washington State and only one not playing for Fresno State. So, All right, rock and roll with the Bulldogs. Let us move on to the Lending Tree Bowl. So we have another moneylender, another mortgage company. There's a lot of people uh, who need some cash, huh? That's right. Southern Miss, a six-and-a-half-point favorite against the Rice Owls, playing in their first bowl game in a long, long time. This will be one of the all-time great pregame meetings between the coaches like good old boy meetings. Mike Bloomgren, offensive line coach, originally from Tallahassee, Florida. Will Hall, uh, son of a, a legendary Mississippi high school coach. These are two people that call everybody coach. It'll be like, coach, 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 coach. That's that's going to be the whole meeting. Uh, who do you got in the game? I'm taking the Eagles. Yeah. Because they got a pretty good running back, right? Uh, they sure do. They Very sure recognizable do. name. Uh, yeah, we might have heard of him. Frank Gore. Yeah, Frank Gore Jr. <laughs> 207 saw, carries, 1,053 yards, and seven tutties this year. That's I saw right. his first game because Southern Miss played the first FBS on FBS game of the pandemic year. Southern Miss, uh, South Alabama. I covered it in Hattiesburg, and uh, that was Frank Gore's first game as a college player. And I felt extremely old watching him out there. He's he's pretty good. Uh, I think the reason why he's not at the power five levels because he's only five seven, I think, or five eight. Yeah, that's, he's short. That's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, all right, we move on to the New Mexico Bowl. SMU and BYU. SMU is a five and a half point favorite here. BYU did not have the season they wanted to have. That defense is not very good. SMU's offense, pretty good. So, the New Mexico Bowl is sponsored just by New Mexico. I like that. right, right. It's the it's a it's a tourism thing. I like that. Yeah. So BYU has a ton of guys in the portal. Jaron Hall's hurt. Keanu Hill hurt. Obviously, I I, I think I think we got to go with uh we got to go with SMU, even though Rashi Rice is hurt. They should take all the players on a Breaking Bad filming locations tour before the game, don't you think? I would absolutely love that. I've done this it is before. Where, this is where they roll the barrel of cash through the desert. This is where Huel laid on top of the pile of money. This is where have the you laptop... Been to the, have you ever been to the 505? It's called the Burke. Have you been there? I Only <laughs> only sitting in the airport one time. It's kind of a, it's a neat town. I like it. Uh I went to Los Poyos Hermanos, the actual restaurant. Nice. And I ate there, and it still has all the Los Poyos Hermanos stuff up in the in like the dining hall. And like when you're in there, you actually feel like you're in there. But it's actually a burger place called Twisters. Great burger if you're ever in town. Uh, see, I I want I really want the Los Poyos Hermanos menu because it looks really good. Yeah, it reminds I mean, me of you know Gus Fring yeah, also put a lot of pride into that thing too. Absolutely, <laughs> Gus Fring was very detail oriented. My if favorite Gus, thing about if that Gus Fring had run Tr- Kenny Rogers Roasters as his front, Kenny Rogers Roasters would not only be in Malaysia right now. Dude, Gus used to get wound up about like the the normal day to day activities of like understanding the menu in the in the much more about that than the meth trade. It did. It seemed like if he would have just given up the meth trade, he would have had a pretty nice restaurant business there. Yeah, but listen, he had to. He had a lot of revenge that he needed to exact on Don Hector and company. Have you watched the last season? Have you watched uh, Better Call Saul? I have. I watched the whole thing. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. I it thought that tremendous. the final season of Better Call Saul was almost as good as the final season of Breaking Bad. Now that said, you've 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 made me really want to rewatch the Face Off episode of Breaking Bad. I will say no more than the title of fa- uh, of the episode Face Off. It is one of the greatest 
last scenes of any show. You know what's sad about Breaking Bad is that now that we've had the privilege of watching that is we know that there will never be a better television show for the rest of our lives. Like, so like what's the point of even consuming it anymore? It gives us something to do. If I said, Andy, I said, Andy, if you've already eaten the best steak you've ever going to eat, wouldn't that be depressing? No, because there's always pizza (laughs) or shrimp or lobster. Lobster or, or burgers. Lobster macaroni. We did have some of that not long ago. We go near Ari. Ari, you can drive to this one. North Texas and Boise State in the Frisco Bowl. The Broncos are 10.5-point favorites. News out of Boise State on Wednesday. Bush Hamden, former former Bronco himself, uh, coming back to Boise State as the offensive coordinator. He's been at Missouri. Uh, if you watched Missouri at the end of the season, if you watched that Missouri-Arkansas game where the Tigers won, Bush was calling some plays in that game. So uh, get excited about that. This is the end of this season in the Frisco Bowl in Dude Perfect's town. Who you got? North Texas already fires coach, by the way. And, and hire a new coach. And Hank Bachmeyer's not playing. He's in the transfer portal. Very much so. Uh, but uh, North Texas fired Seth Luttrell already. So th- this is the the People were upset about staff. that, weren't they? Uh, yes and no. It it, it was the feeling was that it kind of run its course. They're moving to the American. So they, they wanted to, to have a new voice. Eric Morris is coming in. Eric Morris... Uh, Kingsbury guy. He was on Cliff Kingsbury's initial staff at Texas Tech. He was the head coach at Incarnate Word, which is playing for the uh, the FCS title. Now, he wasn't there, but this is a lot of the team that he built. Uh, G.J. Kinney is the Incarnate Word coach right now, and he's actually already been hired to be the new Texas State coach. Everybody confused yet? So, But Eric Morris was the offense coordinator at Washington State this year. He's the one. He coached Cam Ward at Incarnate Word, and Cam Ward came to uh to washington state to play for him so none of those people involved in this game though this game will be the boise state team that fired its offensive coordinator early in the season then got things figured out and actually wound up being a pretty good team against a north texas team that was kind of okay i don't know how people consume everything you just said i blacked out halfway through it there's so much information there also no sponsor on the frisco bowl unless it's just the town of frisco it's a town of frisco it's a jerry jones bowl it is that's that is where the cowboys practice facility the star is and is that where they play the game in the star no no they play it at toyota stadium uh which is where they play the fcs championship game that was a really stupid question because the star has very few seating but right now they do play high school games in the indoor part of the star they have seats but no, this, this apparently there's a lot of tickets still available. So if you would like to go see the game, uh, Ari, I, I think you could probably get in. Okay. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Broncos. Let us move to a more famous stadium because it has teal turf. The Myrtle Beach Bowl, which is not actually Myrtle Beach, is in Conway, South Carolina. Marshall is a 10 point favorite against Jim Mora's Yukon Huskies. Ari. The Huskies have already won just by making it to a bowl game. But what if they actually won this bowl? I'm taking 10 here. They're fired up. I think up. you should. Yeah. It, you, it, it, if, if we're playing the who wants to be there game with teams in bowl games, they want to be there. Yeah, Marshall uh, already won its bowl game this year, and I think it was in Indiana at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I believe it was. It was uh, <laughs> South Bend. Uh, there was there was a painting of Jesus watching over the stadium, going, <laughs> "What?" 
is the, going uh, on? It was the Christ Bowl. Yeah, I yeah. think that. Uh, uh, let me ask you this: Is Jim Mora? Do you view him differently as a coaching candidate elsewhere after this? See, I I actually thought Jim Mora was a pretty good coach at UCLA. I thought yeah. he was he was good at. Now, remember, Jim Moore got dudes at UCLA. He was a good recruiter. Yeah. Very good recruiter. Now, Adrian Klim was very helpful in that. Adrian Klim now at Oregon. But that was a that was a good staff. The, I, the, some of those teams had, you know, I, I would like to see them play again <laughs> now. There was like, a lot of miracle fun working to watch. in college football this year, man. Yeah. Well, UConn in a bowl game is a miracle. So Kansas in a bowl game? Absolutely. We're not talking about that one yet. That's a, that's in next I'm week's saying, preview. Oh yeah. I'm saying like there's been a lot of a lot of turnarounds and quote unquote hopeless situations. Yeah. Also, by the way, no sponsor here except, you know, visit Myrtle Beach, which if you haven't visited Myrtle be. Beach, I've never been should, there. Oh, Dirty Myrtle is spectacular. It is it is one of the all-time great trashy beach towns in America. So it's a trashy beach town, but there's also very expensive parts of it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like playing the golf courses there and staying in the resorts there. Like you're thinking of Hilton Head. Head. That's down near Charleston. No, I thought that Myrtle was kind of expensive. I places. Mean, golf courses and some. It's expensive because it's on the water, but like it's trashy for a little bit different. If you're looking for the vibe you're thinking of, nobody's going to be stopping you for bringing a can of Bud Heavy onto the beach there. Exactly, you're exactly. <laughs> you're in the wrong part of South Carolina if you're looking for the the, the classy vibes. Because that's that's all down there, Charles. No, I'm looking for trashy vibes. Okay, yeah, exactly, exactly. You're you're thinking shrimp shack on the beach. The, those guys with the, uh, the the trucks with what I think they call it the Carolina lean, where the cab of the truck is pointed basically at a 45 degree angle toward the sky, and the bed is I saw like two inches off the ground. I saw a meme. I think I said this on the show before, but maybe I didn't. So I want to make sure I do. That said, if you ever go to Europe. Uh, and you go to a place like France or Italy and you see all the like establishments that are near the water. They all have like these like nice formal names like La Casienda and you know, whatever, whatever you can come up with. I don't know that formal in their language. I don't know what it is, but like they seem like elegant I mean, and formal. It was called the house, basically. And, like in, in America, all the beach towns have like Joe's clickety clack uh, – <laughs> ball sack uh, yeah. uh shrimp shrimp stand you know what <laughs> i mean of, like every, <laughs> house of boobs and wings yeah. yeah and it's like and you go to everything's elegant and pretty and you go to south carolina and you've got tim's big rod uh you know tim's big rod lobster and, and <laughs> bait and tackle i don't know <laughs> you're turning the restaurant into a big johnson t-shirt i don't know Good like Lord. you know what i'm talking about like I, these I like do. this I these do. like what these places are called like the, Ari, the clam I shop. daytona beach i know exactly yeah, what you're yeah. talking about it's just so funny to me like america is just a great place god bless america but, but god hey, bless chris creighton eastern michigan coach another miracle worker who never pops up on these lists when when coaches are, are going for bigger jobs uh eastern michigan is a four and a half point underdog to san jose state in the famous idaho potato bowl uh this bowl is sponsored by potatoes are like <laughs> legit potatoes it's just a potato bowl yeah they they um, want you to buy Idaho potatoes and not famous, potatoes from somewhere else. What percentage of potatoes in like a grocery store come from Idaho? It's pretty it's high great, percentage, isn't it? Great question, Ari. Because I, I actually I looked up like what you. percentage of chicken that you eat comes from a Tyson factory, and it's very high too. Or a Tyson plant. 
Oh, someone else has Googled this very recently. One third of the U.S. of the potatoes in the U.S. They lead the nation in potato production. So let me ask you this famous Idaho potato bowl. If I wanted to be like, you know what? I appreciate your sponsorship so much of this bowl game that I am, in fact, only going to buy potatoes that originated in the great state of Idaho. How, as a consumer who just goes to the grocery store and buys potatoes off of the stands that are in the it's store, on the sticker. you have to like, inspect the sticker and be like, if this isn't from Idaho, I'm not buying this. Is it that hard for you to pick up a potato and look at the sticker? I've never looked at a sticker. I just grab it and put it in the bag and put it into my cart. Like I've never. That is, that's, that's that's grocery store grab ass. Are you need? Is to that what look you at look sticker. at? You look at the sticker of where all your produce comes from. No, but you asked. <laughs> that's how you so, find out. So, but and also they want me also, to appreciate a, their. If you go to a Five Guys, they will tell you what farm the potatoes that are making your fries are from. But they're not always from Idaho, though, are they? Every time I've been there, it's been from Idaho, but I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I'll give it more thought. I just know that organic is a scam, right? Uh, is organic a scam where you just have to pay a dollar more for every product that you have? I couldn't tell you, Ari. I that, I I don't know. We, I do. I if my wife tells me buy organic, it's because she wants it that way, and I buy it, and I don't ask questions. I just buy like there's like bananas and then organic bananas, and they're right and next they're to each other. They're much smaller and more expensive. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like what what is it that I'm paying for here? Uh, they don't have pestis- of, pesticides. Is that what it pesticides, is? Pesticides, possibly lack of hormones. Uh, you know, I don't know. But I, I think I read a story somewhere that organic actually isn't always what it means. Probably like they, 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 they abuse the word now, so are, you don't are even you know. Are you saying that people might actually use a word to convince you to spend more money, and that is not entirely on the up and up? It's like if you say that never happens. Only eat organic foods, and you have a lower percentage of catching cancer. Like okay, then I'll pay the extra dollar. But I just want to make sure that what I'm buying is actually better. I don't think this podcast where we very poorly pick bowl games is the kind <laughs> where you're going to find any empirical data on that. So I'm just going to say, well, Brent you want, Brennan, you, you say Brent the best Brennan thing about Cuffy. this podcast is going into my mind. What about oh, the uh, alkaline water? It's a scam. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you feel that way. You know, it's not a scam. Brent <laughs> Brennan, they're covering San, San Jose state's covering in this game. All right. Western Kentucky and South Alabama. In the New Orleans Bowl, I believe that is the RN, what, RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Yep, trucking company. We know what you do. And your guys stop at, uh, not Bucky's because they don't allow trucks, but love. But you, you forgot one. Pilot. Oh, what did I forget? You forgot that the oh. Liberty Toledo game. Roofclaim.com, to Boca, Boca Raton. Right. I'm sorry. The Roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl. Liberty versus Toledo. The Rockets are a four and a half point favorite. Jason Candle, still there. Uh, the Toledo Rockets, by the way, your reigning MAC champions. Liberty, Hugh Freeze has already gone to Auburn. Jamie Chadwell on the way in. I think that's a very apt thing to say. Reigning. They in just Boca. won. Yeah. No, I'm oh. just saying it's a roofing, oh, yeah. roofing replacement company that's sponsoring true. the podcast. And when we first bought our house, there was a huge rain huddle or leak in our roof. Ooh, and I had a good. stage five meltdown and we had somebody come look at it and it was actually just like a, a pipe that was leaking or something and they fixed it and it hasn't done it since. But um, the, the roof replacement thing should be covered by insurance. So I'm glad this bowl game exists. By the way, I, I should have been in the chat while we were talking about the organic stuff. Uh, Catherine B says she's going to send you the regulations, which are very specific. 
Vaughn, who we met in Vegas and know is a farmer, says the labeling on food is misleading. Hopefully, Vaughn is on his tracker as we speak. Dude, Vaughn often, is a legend. He's my favorite Vaughn dude. Vaughn is amazing. So Vaughn often watches this podcast while on his tractor, which it, it does my heart good. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I appreciate every single one of you giving us your time and hanging with us through the whole year. I mean, because we're on all the time. And But the fact that Vaughn is, is in his tractor and gets a, a push notification that we're coming on YouTube, it's and he's like, Plugging away. Got got to make sure that that I watch these idiots. Like that makes me so happy. I got uh really buzzed off of Hennessy, which I tried for the first time while I was in Vegas. Uh-huh. To Sean Reed, our Raiders writer, made me try it or had me try it, and I was sitting next to Vaughn. Didn't make you do anything. I was right there. He didn't make me. He he urged me to try it, so I tried it. And Vaughn and I um got into a very heated and passionate discussion. Positive, no argument about investing and how to invest the right way with Deshaun. And I appreciated that conversation. That's what you get uh, when you come to our live shows. Breaking which I'm hoping news, be- Vaughn is currently <laughs> in the tractor. I am this is in amazing. the tractor. Dude, I want, send some pics or something. I want to see what it looks like. This is incredible. Yeah, Vaughn, you have my phone number. Just text me. Yeah. So this is uh, – this is why I love it. Catherine, Catherine and Vaughn now discussing what people, Vaughn raises. This is the, the, this podcast. People were complaining about organic food, whether Breaking Bad is the best show ever made, sitcoms, and now uh, also eating in massive quantities. Yeah. Here's what we got to do, Ari, to, to double back to something we talked about earlier. When we raise half a million dollars to make it the grab-ass Bahamas Bowl, all of the listeners are joining us. We're it's just going to be a giant three day party yeah. for the listeners of this show at Atlantis, and we're just gonna we're just gonna throw down. And again, we're moving the kickoff time to eight a.m. You you can't you're not allowed to go to sleep the night before. Like the part you can sleep in the, the day. Who before. goes to sleep? There's a casino on the beach there. That's what I'm saying. You can sleep in the day before, but the party starts at dinner time Thursday night. And it doesn't end until the final whistle or until one team goes for two to avoid overtime because they have a flight to catch. That happened in the first Bahamas Bowl. Um, Andy, you want to hear the most, before we get out of here, the funniest Ari thing that I think you're going to be amused from? Oh. (laughs) So I went and got a bunch of uh, holiday. (laughs) Now now you've got my expectations very high. I got a bunch of holiday presents in the mall Mm -hmm. for my wife and the baby. Mm-hmm. And I had to pay money to have them wrap them because I couldn't wrap them. So I've got to go pick up the packages. Oh, that I'm wrapped. not shocked by that. Does like, <laughs> like if if we'd have placed odds on can Ari wrap presents, can Ari wrap presents was like minus. I did. I did nine million. Feel a little bit bad about it. You have to like, bet why am nine I, million dollars to win. $100. Why am I spending money to have somebody else wrap my gifts? But I wanted to look nice, and I want them to, you know. Have some integrity, so I thought I, I should do it, but I've got to go you get can those. Learn to wrap gifts yourself. There are YouTube videos that will teach you anything. It sounds terrible. <sighs> Instead, you just pay people. All right. Yeah. Liberty Toledo in the Get Your New Roof Boca Raton Bowl. <sighs> How do we? I mean, does Lane Kiffin show up here? I know he's got to prepare his team for a bowl game, but I think he's still kept his house. Tom Herman does. Well, yeah, he's the new coach at FAU. This, You're this, right outside his office. Yeah, I think I like Toledo here. Liberty's yeah. got uh, 
you know, some stuff they've got to figure out. Toledo's going to be happy to be there. Yeah, uh, a Toledo's a five-point favorite. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm running with Toledo on this one. I, I'm with you there. I like that. All right, now we move on to the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl Trucking Company. Stopping at Love, stopping at Pilot, stopping at Flying J. Western Kentucky, four and a half point dog to South Alabama. This is actually a, a matchup of two very good coaches. Tyson Helton's done a really good job there. And you saw Austin Reed coming back to Western Kentucky. He was the second leading passer in the country this year in terms of passing yardage. He entered the transfer portal. The rumor was he was going to go wherever Jeff Brom wound up. And that rumor popped as soon as Jeff Brom goes to Louisville. But then I believe it was Monday night. Maybe it was Tuesday night. I think it was Tuesday. There's a tweet. And Austin Reed is rolling onto the field at Western Kentucky in a Corvette. And he has signed a new NIL deal to stay at Western Kentucky. Good for them. God man. bless America. Yeah, good for them. I think it's, that's great. Because I want to know what the was, Corvette deal was. No, no group of five school will ever be able to keep somebody. Well, we just saw it. It just happened. Because I guarantee you there are power five programs that will take Austin Reed right now. But oh, for sure. He's good for, to go soon. Yeah. So yeah, this but this is a matchup of, of two very good coaches. Tyson Helton's done a really good job since he's been in Western Kentucky. Kane Womack at South Alabama, rising star, still a young guy. He he was with Tom Allen in Indiana when when their defense was very good, and, and Kane was a DC. So yeah, give the, give this one a watch and uh, watch with a critical eye because uh, you you may be learning about a coach that that you may be seeing in the carousel uh, very soon. One more. This will take you to next Thursday. We'll do another one of these on Friday to talk about the games after that. Well, are we going to get progressively more serious, or is it going to be another grab-ass episode like this one? Complete grab-ass, okay. even when we talk about the playoff. Okay. Maybe we won't talk about the playoff. Yeah. What's to talk about? We already know who Baylor won. is a five-and-a-half-point favorite against Air Force in the Armed Forces Bowl. I'm not, I am not picking against a branch of the Armed Forces in the Armed Forces Bowl. No, Sorry. Not happening. No. What's more un-American, betting against a branch of the Armed Forces in the Armed Forces Bowl or fading America in the FIFA World Cup? I think fading America in the, in the World Cup, especially in the knockout round, is probably just sensible given the history. But, you know, like, Ar didn't Army beat Missouri on a walk-off in this game last year, a walk-off field goal, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not betting against... A branch of the armed forces. Dude, in the I just armed want the forces branch well, that, of the armed silly. forces to have a tie into the Bahamas Bowl. These people are risking their lives for us every single day. Let Absolutely. them go play in the Bahamas. Absolutely. Well, where's could, the, where's the armed forces bowl? Where is it? It's in Fort Worth. It's at TCU Stadium. Hey, go somewhere where there's a beach, man. Come on. Well, give these give these guys a break. We could make that happen. Where basically the highest ranked service academy plays in the in the grab ass bowl. Can we can we do that? Would, whoever is, wins whoever does, wins the commander the, in chief's trophy plays in the grab ass bowl. Does the uh, army navy takes on even more significance <laughs> because it might be for a birth in the grab? Could ass you imagine bowl. the commentary during the army navy game, which is just serious, like uh, serious event that means so much to the most important faction of our of our country, and they're like, well, and the winner it, of this game gets to go play in the CBS, grab ass bowl. Yes, so it's Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson. Yeah, will have Gary to say that like. <laughs> Dude, five hundred thousand like, dollars doesn't seem like that much. That grab ass bull birth. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> just like the discipline. This. 
the discipline, the the physical strain, the the assertive nature in the classroom, the sacrifices that you make personally to be a member of one of those service academy football programs, Mm -hmm. and your reward is to play in the ass bowl, which everything that we've described in front of a about bunch of what people is going been in the casino all night. <laughs> yeah. Because drinking and smoking <laughs> cigarettes and playing craps are going to go cover your game. That's hilarious. And me and Ari in the booth. We figured it out, man. You, you know, it took a, an hour and 15 minutes, but I think we, we arrived at the destination. I, I think we have. So we're just, I'll, I'll get the GoFundMe page up and everybody dig deep. You know, it's it's don't donate to your NIL. Donate to us. That's right. It's something to be proud of. Vaughn has sent a picture of the tractor. It is snowing a lot. I will tweet out the picture of Vaughn's tractor. He's got two bales of hay on the front. Lots of snow. It is a cold gray day in Iowa, but that's okay. It's a beautiful day in the Bahamas. There's (laughs) football there tomorrow. And in a year from now, the grab ass bowl will kick off. Talk to you later.